The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all back, and Happy New Year if you're listening to this uh, early in January when we're going to be publishing this. I'm excited to have you all back, but I'm even more excited for our guest today. He is an author, a podcast host. Uh, He is a real estate professional uh, and a content creator on YouTube. If you haven't found him, I would highly recommend it. Uh, We have Mr. Rafael Collazo. Rafael, thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? Great, man. It's great to be here with you this uh, fine morning. Uh, It's the new year, 2022, so I'm excited for the future prospects. Absolutely. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, I I was ranting and raving before we hit record on on some of the stuff you were. I listened to you on with like Whitney Sewell and his podcast. I've already listened to it three times. If you haven't listened to that and some of his other content, folks, go do it. It's worth its weight in gold. Uh, But before we get into our show today, Rafael, just in case people haven't found you on the interwebs, we'd love to get your origin story about how you got into real estate, where you're from, and kind of what you're doing these days. Sure, yeah. So I I have a pretty unique background. So my dad uh, was in the Air Force, uh, you know, and he was stationed in Aviano Air Base in Northeast Italy, and that's where he met my mom. So I was born in Northeast Italy, uh, you know, traveled around Europe until I was about 14. So I've lived in Germany, Belgium. Uh, the NATO headquarters in Shape, it was called. Uh, so I was there until I was about 13. And then we moved to Arizona. My, da- my dad got uh, moved over for a position. He's a pediatrician. And so I went to high school in Southern Arizona and then got a scholarship to go to Arizona State to study engineering. And I did that for about you know four years and then got into the software field. So I did that for about five years as a software implementation consultant for a company that implemented software systems for government agencies. And I worked in DC for a couple of years, then moved to Puerto Rico on a big tax software project for the island. And then after Hurricane Maria, that project got put on hold and I got moved to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I was supposed to only be here for a little bit, but, you know, the project manager, manager wanted to keep me around. So I stayed around uh, for a few, a few more years. And then back in 2019, uh, July, I actually got my real estate license, transitioned and, you know, I've been doing commercial real estate ever since on the agency side. And, you know, I, now I'm also tr- looking to do uh, redevelopment projects and re- the retail industrial side of re- commercial real estate with a good buddy of mine who is a owns a commercial construction company in town. And so that's kind of where I'm at to this day. So awesome. Well, listen, we we love a good origin story here. And I I always like to remind people that it doesn't matter what your background is. If you're looking to get in the real estate, whether it's on the passive side or the active side, you can do it with any background because those experiences that you've gained over the years will help you in this in this field. You have to educate yourself on some of the nuances within real estate, just like you would any other new career or, or new aspect of something you're learning but you can leverage all the existing skill sets you've gotten over the years for that. So I love it. I love your origin story and thank you for coming on again. I know, you know, we're a little bit different than some of the other podcasts out there. We talk about kind of the flip side of, of real estate, which is some of the bad stuff, right? Some of the unsuccess stories, if you will. And I wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about some of the things you were thinking of on today's show, some of the things you see out there that can maybe help our audience. Yeah. So I think before the the podcast, we kind of were discussing a little bit and, you know, I thought I was thinking about sharing one particular success story, but I thought we would maybe share something else that I think is extremely pertinent to everyone really. And that is imposter syndrome. Uh, so just to give you guys a little bit of background on myself, uh, I come from a tech background. I am not a marketer. I'm not a salesperson. I'm 
by for for the for the the profession wise you know i don't really come from that background i didn't have any type of experience in it so coming into this new space that is a completely different skill set than what i needed before you start having some of that imposter syndrome and and i think the imposter syndrome for me even predated getting into commercial real estate back in 2000 you know 16 or so when i was in puerto rico working on the tax software project you would think i had it made you know i was i had a, my apartment was a stone's throw literally you could throw a rock from my apartment to the beach you know, I was in a lucrative, well over six figure paid job, but inside I felt lost and confused. And I just didn't feel like I was living out my purpose. And so I went through this period of time where I was doing a lot of personal searching and looking on uh, for personal development topics all across the internet. And I found a lot of that information was fragmented. So I started, you know, bringing it all together and, and started writing a blog. And when I first started writing that blog, I started thinking about, you know, who the heck's going to read my blog? No one's really going to care about what I have to say, but I kind of pushed through that initial hesitation and, and, finally mustered up the courage in order to just push it out there. Uh, and I just kept on publishing blog post after blog post after blog post. And I remember one time, uh, one of my coworkers found out that I had the blog and they read my blog and they were just giving me a hard time about it. And so I felt a little bit down on myself a little bit about it, but I said, well, you know what, you know, forget him or forget this particular individual. Like it's not really meant for them anyways. And so I just kept along that journey. And then you know, after writing several blog posts, I think 10 or 15 blog posts, uh, you know, I had about 35,000 words and I kind of got the bright idea. I said, well, you know, this is almost a book. So let me just go through the process of like rounding this out and creating a book and publishing it out there. And so that obviously, you know, was also a very difficult internal battle because it's like, who, who am I to write a book? You know, right. at the time I was 24, 25, whatever I was 25 or 26 really. And so I was like, who the heck is going to really read or, or really care about what I have to say? But you know, again, it's just one of those things where it's like, you got to just push through it and throw it out there. And even if it sucks, and, and I've done it a lot, you know, I've, I've pushed, pushed out a lot of stuff that really sucked. Uh, but again, you get better over time. And I mm -hmm. think before we, we had discussed uh, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, which is one of the books that kind of changed my perspective on life, those small, consistent actions every day add up to massive results. So since that point in time, I released that first book. Now I'm on book six. I just finished my sixth book. And now I'm starting my seventh book. I'm actually going to be releasing my next book, which is the sixth book in February. So it's become more of a habit now. And I feel like I'm very, a very effective communicator at this point. I've written six books. So I've written well over half a million words. So my written communication skills have improved significantly. Uh, you know, video is the same thing. Um, you know, I, I started producing videos back in 2016. And my first video literally took me about three hours to make because I kept messing up. And, you know, I kept on re-recording myself and I was like, this sucks. This is stupid. You know, I suck at this. And then after a while, you know, I started getting a little bit better and a little bit better, started throwing out content. Like if you went back and looked at my early videos, it, it's kind of embarrassing to be quite frank. Uh, but again, it's just pushing through that initial phase. And same thing, I used to go speak. I used to want to become a public speaker. And so I put myself in front of a large group of people. And I remember one time I literally almost passed out because I was in front of people, you know, I, I forgot what I was wanting to say. And then like, I got super lightheaded and I kind of had to excuse myself. And there's 50 or 60 people in the audience looking at me like, is this guy okay? Like his blood sugar's low or something. So I had to get back up and then finish what I was going to say in the presentation and only last another five minutes because I just couldn't get through it. So, you know, those are just some of the unsuccess stories pertaining to imposter syndrome and fighting through adversity and you know, even to this day, you know, I, I haven't gotten my first development deal under my belt as of yet, but it's the same approach I took for writing and videos and public speaking and really anything related to brand building. I'm applying that same logic to the development side. And my hope is that over the next several years, we'll make some significant progress. So.
Yeah. It, well, well, listen, there's a bunch of stuff I'd love to unpack, but I think one of the the biggest things that I heard in there was the the mindset that it's not an overnight change. And we talked a little bit about this offline about some other topics as well, but it was it's the idea of, of the compounding interest. You know, you're not going to be great early on. Um, you may not even be as relevant as some of the other folks that are out there, but you doing it more consistently than anybody else and getting better over time will compound in a way that will pay dividends down the road. It may not be six months, it may be 12 or more months, but if you're that kind of person that can, and I'm speaking to myself in the mirror as much as I am anybody else that's listening to this, if you can, if you can just do the daily habits and have the daily habits of, I need to do these things on a daily basis, it's as important to me as brushing my teeth or, or, or going to sleep at night and getting good night rest, like all of those things, if you can make those as important and do them on a daily basis, you're saying that that helps overcome kind of that imposter syndrome and getting started in these types of things. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, the imposter syndrome never goes away, but at least it starts quelling that voice, Sure, you know? And, and one thing I will say about, you know, consistency in general is that you'll naturally get better. So even if you don't necessarily see the results, like, you know, I, I'm not going to become the next JK Rowling with all these books that I've written, but you better believe that I become a much better written communicator. I become a much better uh, uh, audible communicator. I become, you know, a much more rounded, well-rounded person as a result of going through those experiences. So even if I don't sell one copy of any of the books that I wrote, it doesn't matter. There's because ancillary now, benefits. Oh, 100%. Like I'm a different person than I was four years ago. But sure. if I continue this path for another four years, I'm, you know, you're going to be shocked with where you're at. I think that's an interesting point. I'm a huge believer in the 10,000 hour rule. So it's five years to become, you know, a, a master of something, if you will. And, and are, are you truly a master after five years? I don't know. That's up for debate on anybody that, that in what they perceive as mastering something. But I believe that you're firmly skilled or knowledgeable in a particular area if you spent five years heavily investing in, in that that type of industry or research or whatever it may be. So to the fact that you just got to kind of pick it off one day at a time and know that you may not be to where you want to be until five years from now. To your point, if I go back and listen to some of our first episodes, we're well over a hundred episodes now. If I go back and listen to the first ones, which I recorded, I edited, I did the intro. It's awful. I hate listening. And we had some really great guests and I really, I feel bad for them. I want to invite them back on because I feel like it's much better now. We have a more concise uh, uh, solution and content that we're trying to provide for people. Um, but to your point, when I was doing my research on starting a thought leadership platform like a podcast, it's just hit record. The people that stop after episode like eight or 10, are, you're going to beat all of them out because you just keep hitting record. 100%. And, and how many podcasts fall out after that? You know, I think only a fraction of the podcasts that start end up to episode 10, let alone episode 100. I mean, that's in and of itself a significant accomplishment. If you record 100 episodes of a podcast, you're probably already in the top 1% of content creators when it comes to that, because there's not a lot of people that are, have that consistency over time. And it all builds on top of each other. If I were to look at, look at the stats for my podcast when I first started, when we first started it back in mid-2021, the, the, the number of downloads has increased significantly over the last, you know, several months, but that's because of the consistent output that we've had, 
the consistent outreach we've had on uh, different social platforms, asking people to leave reviews and being very deliberate about trying to get people to actually leave you a review and, and share with their audiences. And, you know, it, again, it's, it's that compounding effect that I keep telling people it, it doesn't happen overnight, but the significance in improvement over a long time horizon, because this is a career for us, you know, mm-hmm. we're in this for the 20 to 30 year range. So if you have that long-term approach, the, you know, the sky's the limit. Well, and let me ask you this, because I'm sitting here and, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to uh, myself, but also thinking about what some of the folks in the audience may be thinking about as well, which is, okay, so if I'm doing this and I'm making those daily adjustments and I'm making it a habit to either post or write or record or whatever it may be that we're trying to do, if I'm doing that and I'm, I'm in it for six months, I'm in it for 12 months, 18 months, if I'm still not seeing the traction that I perceive I, I, I should be getting based on kind of the effort I'm putting into it, what are your thoughts or, or advice for somebody to help spread their message, to get it out there more, to, to make it where uh, more people can, can find it readily available? Yeah. So, you know, that, that's a great question. And that's, that's, marketing, right? Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I think a big part of it is is dipping your toes in different things. I mean, I, I do a lot on the podcasting front. We've created videos on a weekly basis, uh, you know, capturing emails in some capacity. You know, we, we run several meetups, one, a couple in person and now a couple virtual. And each time we, we run these meetups, we collect emails, right? So, you know, in person, we have a sign-in sheet. We take those sign-in sheet e- emails, add it to our email list. For virtual meetups that we run, there's we run a I run a commercial real estate one on one meetup. It's called, and it's a Zoom meeting. And you capture people's emails to, that register for Zoom. You take their emails. You know, and we get between fifty and hundred people per, you know, Zoom call. You know, that adds up pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you know, as far as capturing emails are concerned, that's a good strategy for that. And you know, again, I wouldn't get too hung up on your the 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 audience reach that you have because if you're consistent, it will come. Mm-hmm. I would really just get very granular on what do you have to do on a day-to-day basis and then isolate everything and say, okay, as long as I get this done, it'll, it'll eventually happen. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I want to give credit to somebody, but I, I can't honestly remember where I heard this the other day, but I was listening to somebody, I think on YouTube or a podcast, very similar to that is uh, you know, the, the, I, if you do the things uh, looking for the results you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. If you truly believe in what you're you're doing and it, that it can help people, and you do that consistently on a daily basis or whatever your uh, content creation is, um, that that doing actually doing that and putting up putting all of your effort into making it good, it will be found and it will get through kind of all, all the noise in the market right now out there about these types of things. So yeah. I think to your point, it's going back to that compounding effect of doing it consistently, you'll beat out most of the people and making sure that you believe in what you're doing and putting out good stuff, uh, which it may not be good at the beginning, but it will get better over time as you refine everything that will help you grow your audience and grow your messaging uh, to the people that you're looking for. Yeah. And I think the key there is not necessarily just good content because at the beginning, your content's not going to be that great. I mean, you, to be quite frank, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to burst people's bubble, but my first, you know, several YouTube videos and my first several pod, well, podcasts, I already evolved at a certain point because I had been in a lot of podcasts and stuff. So a little bit easier of a transition. But even my first couple of podcast episodes were definitely a little bit rougher than they are now. You know, so what I would say is that don't get too hung up on the bad content piece. Just push something out. 
And if mm-hmm. you don't have anything you think you can talk about, document the processes. I mean, uh, Gary Vanderchuk talks about it all the time. It's like document, don't create. So if you're, you know, learning about a particular topic and you find it interesting, you say, hey, today I've, I'm learning about, you know, bonus depreciation or today I'm going to see, a, you know, a property, you know. So it's like you don't necessarily have to be original with everything that, that you do. Like I, I have a, a, a YouTube uh, section that I call the frequently asked questions for commercial real estate. And it's just random questions on the Internet. And I just ask, answer them. I say, OK, well, today we're going to talk about what's a gross lease. And then I explain what a gross lease is. And that's a piece of content. And then I say, oh, well, today we're going to talk about, you know, commercial appraisals. What is that? Explain it. You know, so it's you don't have to always be original with the content you create. You just got to push something out there. And over time, you're going to get better naturally, yep. you know? Yep. Oh, man, I love that. If you haven't slowed down and gone back and listened to part of this episode, I would highly encourage you to do so. There's some really good nuggets in there from Raphael. Uh, I, I think if any of us are out there, whether it's in real estate or anything else we're doing, right, it's that compounding effect and just ha- making the habit of doing something on a daily basis. I, I think that'll really make the change that all of us are looking to make. And listen, it's the new year. If you're listening to this, you know, when this show comes out, it's we're in the new year. We're having a lot of people uh, set goals early on. If you're really looking to make changes, this is a great way to do it. So, Rafael, I can't I can't thank you enough for joining the show, coming on, talking to me and the audience about this kind of stuff and, and helping us get through this. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Oh, of course. You know, I'm, I'm honored to be here, man, really. And it's been great to talk to you prior to the, the podcast episode. And I'm looking forward to keeping in contact over the next year or so. Absolutely. And for those that do want to follow up with you, whether it's getting your books watching your YouTube, that sort of thing. Where's the best place folks can find you on the interwebs? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, feel free to reach out anytime. You know, I'm, I, I love being able to help. If I, if I don't have someone or I, if I don't know in particular, I can, you know, refer you to some other people that I know. Uh, you can reach out to me via my phone number is 502-536-7315. Or you can reach out to me via email at raphaelacrasantigroup.com. Along with that, you know, I have my website. You, you, can, you can follow me on. It's Raphael com and then LinkedIn. Feel free to add me on LinkedIn. That's kind of where I'm super active right now. So perfect. I love it. And we'll drop a lot of those links in the show notes for everyone so you can quickly access them. Uh, Rafael, again, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it, sir. Definitely, man. It was good seeing you. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks everyone for joining. We'll catch everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.